Hi, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, and brought to you by Bank ESB. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We have a great show for you today. Before we get to it, though, uh, let's have a message from this month's sponsor, Bank ESB. Bank ESB is here for local business. As a local bank, we provide everything you need to thrive around here, including personalized guidance and business products like free checking and cash management services. Unlock your potential and learn more at bankesb.com slash business. Member FDIC DIF. Okay, we are back on Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, editor of Business West Magazine. Our guest today is John Garvey. He is the president of Garvey Communication Associates. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, George. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, We're happy to have you with you on the show. A, A very timely issue We wanted to talk about Facebook. We wanted to talk about social media. We wanted to talk about everything that's been going down on Capitol Hill recently. And I can think of no better person to talk about it than you. Um, Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Uh, You are a social media, what shall we say, expert, guru? Tour guide. uh, Tour guide. Okay. (laughs) However you want to phrase it. So it it was a a bad time for Facebook, a bad time for Mark Zuckerberg. A lot of intriguing stuff. Anytime we hear that word whistleblower now, uh, we just add more and more layers of intrigue to it. We're hearing uh, Facebook and social media being compared to big tobacco. It was a a very uh, interesting time. Uh, I want you to help dissect uh, that news and talk about where we move, how we move forward from this and and what we need to do. Uh, I guess the consensus for a lot of people is that social media needs to be, quote, fixed, unquote. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a lot. But uh, I want your impressions first on what you were thinking as you were listening to uh, this testimony from this whistleblower from Facebook and the things she was saying uh, and, and what they mean for that company and social media in general. Well, so m- meaningful, I'm going to get to a minute. What um, I thought, um, and it's a little bit of a different take. So, so what I thought of when I, I listened to her 60 Minutes interview and read some of the, the testimony or the accounts of the testimony, at least, was um, I don't mean to uh, criticize her message. The means, I thought, was um, somewhat hyperbolic. And, and, I, and I say that, George, because of something that you brought up is the comparison to uh, big tobacco. And I want to just juxtapose because to me, it's, it's, it's a little bit of like um, when political figures uh, use uh, comparisons to the Holocaust. And I, and I think it's just inappropriate and it takes away and did the whistleblower a grand disservice um, in terms of what the points she was trying to make. When you think about big tobacco, that was an industry that for years was subsidized, protected by government. Um, and in fact, was built on the back of slavery. And, and it had continued on um, without interruption and impacting adversely the public health for, for uh, decades, if not hundreds and hundreds of years. The comparison is, is, uh, is not appropriate. And as I said, it, it kind of masks the rest of what's being discussed. And so what we were just kicking around is, is this, the, you know, was this a, 
um, you know, the latest, or is this a difficult time for Facebook or, or should we look even back farther um, and, and just say Facebook has had its uh, a relative rocky road since, you know, the Cambridge Analytica issues, uh, if not before. And, and so that this is not, these type of questions or issues uh, are not new um, to Facebook, nor are they new to social media. Um, so, it, you know, so that's the shocking thing about it to me is they're, they're basically is not a whole lot of stuff uh, that came out that's, that's really new. Now, now you could say is, what about the data, the, all the, the trove of data that came out, um, you know, as a result of the whistleblower, the things she, she copied or took with her when she left? Um, yeah, and, and some of that is, uh, certainly shows troubling discussions um, at Facebook about the way their algorithm uh, performs. So there's, there's smoke there. Um, there's probably fire, um, but I think I think the issues are a little bit different than what's being portrayed in Congress right now. Where do we go with this? What 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 are we to make of this? And and again, I, I come back to that that notion that that somehow Facebook and social media need to be fixed. And and the message from that whistleblower certainly was that government needs to fix it. Government needs to step in and do something, just like it did. Uh, with big tobacco, just like it did with uh, the automobile industry, uh, uh, this was the message. What did you think, George? Was w- w- did government fix big tobacco, or did the uh, you know a cascade and continual wave of lawsuits uh, fix big tobacco? And I, I kind of by by saying it that way, I kind of argued that, that it was the the legal intervention outside of government that that had it the the, the most stringent impact. Um, but where does this all go? So what I would like to suggest, George, that the, the battle uh, around Facebook was over before it started. And if you look at the past five days, um, and, and it's really hard to look at them in an isolation, but, you know, just the, just the latest of what's going on in the last five days. Uh, Wall Street Journal comes out, in, well, it's a little bit longer. Wall Street Journal comes out with the whistleblower's allegations in um, September. Um, 60 Minutes comes out uh, Sunday night. Um, then unbelievably, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp go down on Monday completely. Whistleblower testifies on Tuesday. And I, I, I'm hoping I got that chronology right. I think you did, yes. Yeah, thank you. So what's interesting about that is that the public weighed in on um, the use and efficacy and, and popularity of Facebook on Monday when basically you know, hyperbole, but the world stopped. We could not post pictures of our grandkids or, or, or what we're doing, um, you know, what we're eating or cats riding Roombas and, you know, what's app, what's app is, is a big communication device that was down and Instagram was down. So there was a huge disruption. That was a huge story and um, a good indicator of popularity or, or the impact on markets is certainly the stock price and the stock price declined. It was hurt. The next day, the whistleblower testifies. Now, now, you know, again, sixty minutes hit on Sunday. The next, and so you could see maybe that fit, fed into the the stock decline. But um, the stock rebounds on, on starts rebounding on Tuesday and is is largely climbing its way back up to its previous share position. Um, you know where where it was when all this started. So the public, for lack of a better phrase is a Facebook fan, uses Instagram, is not going away. This is a company that is it, it's not too big to fail. It's too big to kill. 
it's just, you know, the numbers are astounding. I think they're they're well over 2 billion users. They're a trillion dollar market value company. You know, the, the numbers are astounding. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be around. It's going to continue to be around. And the last thing you asked me to kind of delve into is, you know, is government the fix? And I don't think so, because government, you know, there are, um, there is action right now to break up these companies. And it's just, it's going to be years and years and years and years before any of that plays out. Meanwhile, public pressure uh, questions uh, and perhaps even investor pressure, which would would really lead to change, that's going to lead to incremental change um, on this platform and, and other platforms. Um, and, and I think that's the way this thing begins to get get resolved to some degree. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. We're talking with John Garvey. He's the president of Garvey Communication Associates. We're talking about Facebook and social media, whistleblowers, and what went down last week. John, I'm, I'm sure you were being glib when you were talking earlier about Facebook and, and when it was down, people couldn't post pictures of their grandkids or cats on rumbas, but that... That's kind of like the, the take that a lot of people have on Facebook. It's an older person's medium now. This is for grandparents. It, it, it's harmless. Facebook is harmless. The whistleblower was basically sending a loud and clear message that, no, Facebook can be dangerous. Uh, well, the messages that are put up there, there's misinformation about vaccines. There's there's vitriol that, that uh, is in, inciting uh, actions in Washington on January 6th. Uh, there's, there's bullying among teenagers. Facebook is not harmless and, and Facebook is not innocent and that we need to control what happens with Facebook and, and what people can do with it and that government needs to step in and do something. So uh, I guess the question I have again is if government can control Facebook, does it need to be controlled and who will control it? George, that's a tough um, question in a, in a, um, in a capital capitalistic, you know, economy uh, and democratic society is, you know, who's going to control this, this it's a public company in that it it has shares. And and (laughs) you may, by stepping into that realm, you may see where some of the, I'm going to call it the most appropriate action is if Facebook is covering up stuff, it's um, it's the SEC who may have the responsibility to the um, to, to clear that up uh, from the perspective of shareholders. And of course, um, SEC is a is a governmental entity. It's not it's not going to be Congress. There's a lot of hyperbole and it would take a real long time. The threat of con- congressional action, the threat of politics is going to make Facebook um, be concerned with these issues. But let, I want to go back to the issue of is Facebook dangerous? And so to do that, I have to divide. I'm going to throw, because I can barely say it, the WhatsApp out the window, uh, even though it's a, it's worldwide, it's a huge uh, communication device. Um, and I'm going to concentrate on Facebook, Instagram, and, and the allegations of the whistleblower. And I don't necessarily want to refute them, but I want to use some of the the her analogies or her explanation and, and she's a computer engineer and um, and has experience in this company and Google and so so far her knowledge far of, of how the algorithm works far exceeds mine her attempt at, or explanation of it however um, I think is slanted by her own words um, because of the or to the ends that her, her, her rationale was or motivation was one of her friends, uh, went over to the um, the dark side of uh, 
forget the exact term, but, you know, was, was co-opted by negative news or, or changed her persona or whatever by, by this, all this news out there. And, and the whistleblower wants to prevent that from, from happening. Okay, so, so the, what she, the way she explains the algorithm is it serves us information based on our likes and behaviors uh, and what we say or our activities, what we say we're interested in. And I'd submit that every single platform does that. You know, so basically, when you engage with content, benevolently, the algorithm thinks that you're interested in that content and right. it, yeah. it allegedly serves you more. Now, where it serves you more, I'm going to say is a little bit up for discussion. Now, if you have... And you, it, within your realm, Facebook, Instagram, if you follow a lot of negative people, then you're going to get negative comments. If your circle of influence is, is a people of a certain persuasion, politically or otherwise, you're going to be fed that information. But you're being fed by them. And the algorithm thinks that you want to engage much more with your friends. Now, so where's the rest of it coming? Well, it's the advertising model, um, which serves, it, it sees, you know, so it, it Pardon um, the explanation, but in my case, I post about and follow uh, Land Rover Defender 90s, um, mountain bikes, road bikes, um, and beer. So I get served a lot of outdoor ads. I get served a lot of bicycle ads, certainly. Uh, There's just a plethora of bicycle clothing companies. Um, You know, I get served all that kind of content. Mm -hmm. Wow, the the algorithm is working. And I also, they suggest that I follow other people who are similarly interested. I'm not thinking that's evil, George. I'm, I'm thinking that's actually why I'm on the platform. So I don't follow, I don't engage with negative, what, what we would characterize as negative or political behavior. So I don't see a lot of that, nor does it get served to me. And when I do see it, I can self-police. I can remove it, report, hide it, whatever I want to do. Again, I, I'm thinking that, that that works. Now, I know the exceptions to all of what I just said, mm-hmm. that, that Facebook was uh, uh, played a role as a communication platform in um, you know, genocidal activities, and I, I believe it was Miramar, if not, I'm, you know, I, I apologize, and, and was you know, groups were using it to organize for insurrection and other nefarious political activities. I get all that that happens. And I do believe that the algorithm can um, be tweaked and, and moved as, as the whistleblower suggested it had been, and that she suggests it's been moved away to, to, to mitigate, or if not um, to, to suppress those, those kind of activities. But at the same time, someone's nefarious activity is someone else's free speech. You know, where do you draw the line? The other, the other component of this is, is you know, this is, a, this is a, a, a company that we're suggesting, you know, their political types are suggesting that it needs to be torn apart. You know, um, I have problems with that right now because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see the rationale um, to be torn apart. When you say, well, well, the, you know, the age d- dividing, sure, it's you, you, I, and, and our grandmothers who are on Facebook. Kids, younger people skew over to um, Instagram for sure. But George, they've left the platform. They're, over, they're on TikTok. And right. you and I can't move fast enough nor change our wardrobes quick enough to be over on TikTok. So <laughs> no one's got to worry about that. You know, so, well, so you, you look okay there. Your, your wardrobe would, would go okay. on. It's okay today, but I can't snap my fingers and this, change this it. I would not know how to do that. Now, let's go back to another word that the, the whistleblower used that, that uh, a lot of people have latched on to. And then uh, she talked about all this being addictive and, and people not having the control to do what I think you and some others have suggested that they do. And that is if they find uh, what they're reading uh, 
disconcerting to them or not appealing to them and not what they want, they could just simply turn it off, uh, that they can move away, uh, that they can click off. Uh, the whistleblower was saying something different, that this is addictive and that people don't have the self-control to do that. Uh, what is so your we're take gonna on that? So regulate them and ensure that adults um, have government-mandated self-control? I mean, I don't get that. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Well, you're, you're, you're going where I'm going at this, and there's, there's a lot of things that are addictive out there. This isn't the only thing. Do we control everything that's addictive? Do we take all alcohol off the shelves? Do we? Where do you draw the line? God, God where forbid. Where do you draw the line? But, but right. George, the, the, the iPhone was designed to be addictive. I can pretty much run my life from my iPhone. So do we start there? So, so no, literally from an adult perspective, you, 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 if you're, if you're finding that you're not, and there are, there are people who have legitimate gripes and complaints about the way these social media platforms operate. Uh, what about the rest of the people who use it either to fool around, joke with each other, stay in touch with people? There, there are some other positive to these these platforms that, um, and including myself, the way I use it, I think um, I have a lot of fun with it. Now, do I think I'm on the social media too much? Yeah, probably. Do I do I occasionally over on Twitter post something you know that's. Um, abrasive from a political standpoint. Yup. Been there, done that, trying to control it a little bit because I think it's, it's not a social media is not necessarily a dialogue medium. It's just people, you know, when they, when they get angry, they spout off, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to shape, use the platforms to shape my world, to get me the information I want and to, to literally cut out the other information. And there are controls built into that as simple as hiding the form of content. The algorithm will get it. If you start hiding certain forms of content that you feel you're being in, inappropriately certain. Mm-hmm. So you can manage these platforms, but are they addictive? Sure. You know, we were all sitting home during the pandemic. You really couldn't interact with your friends. So probably we were all spending a little bit more time on social right. media platforms. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, the content and the vitriol and the way. Well, well let me um, just say one more thing ahead. about that. It, it is you, you say that it's addictive and the whistleblower was. I didn't say it was addictive. I didn't say it was addictive. Okay. Um, other people have said it was addictive, and, and to a certain extent, it, it probably is. But the, what the whistleblower was saying is that people are drawn to negative comments. They're drawn to controversy. They're drawn to anger. They're, they're drawn to these types of things. And, and if we keep going down the road with this uh, addictive aspect of this, uh, this leads to some, again, some to believe that this is where the Internet uh, social media and specifically Facebook needs to be controlled. And that leads to my next question. Where do we go from here? What, what happens now? Well, I want, I, I really have to take issue with the last kind of statement because um, I, you know, I grew up in the public relations industry and in the media industry and the, the phrase uh, if it bleeds, it leads transcends um, the internet. So media itself has always been. Oh, no. um, well, to, well, point here. yeah. Uh, and certain aspects of media have always been shaped around uh, the sensational and every digital media model uh, and, and social media and search model is based on these, the types of premises we are talking about now. If Google, if you search and use Google, it's going to try and serve you more of what it thinks you're interested in. Um, when you go to a media site, 
you're going to find, you know, you're not necessarily going to find, you know, the, the happiest stories of the day. You're going to find the most sensational stories of the day. And you can challenge that assumption by going to any media site right now and find the one, you know, about fall colors buried under all the other things that happened that are semi-horrific. So this is a really an old problem. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to be angry, you can certainly find a lot of anger on the internet, no matter which platform. Controlling okay. it, though, be, is a whole other other issue because it begins to suggest that it's it's just not only Facebook, it's other mediums as well. And are we going to go there? I don't think we are. So, so I want to bring up one other thing, though, th- that she talks about, and it, she talks about children and the impact that teenagers in particular, female teenagers, young girls, um, that a, a negative impact about 13% of uh, young girls and Again, pardon me if I don't get my statistics right, um, have negative uh, connotations or negative perceptions of their body or whatever after using Instagram and also do find it addictive. What she's not, what the counter offer is, or the counter information from this data scientist is never offered. That 77% of Instagram young female users said something else. What did that 70, 77% say, as opposed to the 13%. And I think that's an interesting counterbalance. Teenagers have met, have uh, mental health issues, behavioral issues skyrocket in the teen years and early adulthood. Facebook and Instagram and other social media player uh, platforms may play a role in um, accentuating or, 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 uh, you know, magnifying some of those issues. They're, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with that they're causing it. The other thing was Facebook was going to develop uh, an Instagram for kids where, which would potentially um, be a safer zone. It could, could have had that capacity, yet all that's been put on hold because, you know, of their lack of trust issues. You know, the public does not trust them anymore or to the extent needed right now. Okay. John, this was very good. I thank you for coming on. We're, we're a little out of time right now. So um, uh, eye-opening, uh, informative, as always. Uh, this is definitely one to watch. And uh, sure. I hear that Mark Zuckerberg is looking for someone to help him with his PR. So um, I know you can help him with that. Uh, that's what you do for a living. <laughs> Give him a call. Maybe you he can uh, make, sure, make sure he's not out uh, on his boat uh, the next time the whistleblower is in front of Congress and people uh, need to hear from him. Well put. All right. All right. Thank you again. And we'll have you back on soon. Thank you, George. All right. You've been listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West magazine. Happy to have you with us and we'll see you next time.